Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and this week I have a quick and dirty tip about the word kudos, a meaty middle about crossword puzzles, and a tidbit about what the phrase squad goals means. And now, kudos. Following last week's quick and dirty tip about the word congratulations, it seemed like a good time to share a tip about the word kudos from my book 101 Troublesome Words. So what's the trouble? Well, some people mistakenly believe that kudos is plural. Kudos means praise or glory and is often used where congratulations would fit too. It comes directly from Greek and is singular, singular, just as the words praise and glory are singular. However, because kudos ends in an S and congratulations is plural, some people mistakenly believe that kudos is plural and use kudo as a singular form. That's just wrong. So what should you do? First, use kudos, never kudo. And if you can't remember the difference, or you think that sentences that treat kudos as singular sound weird, like kudos is in order, stick with congratulations. You can just say congratulations are in order. And that was your quick and dirty tip. Kudos is singular, and there's no such thing as a kudo. And in case you're wondering, what is this 101 Troublesome Words book of which she speaks? It's a little book I wrote about what I find to be the most troublesome words in the English language. It's one of seven books I've written, and you can find them all at your favorite online bookstore. And they probably have at least one or two of my print books at your local bookstore, too. And now, on to our meaty middle about crossword puzzles. Perhaps you're one of the millions of addicts who snatch the crossword section of the newspaper before anyone else in the household can do so. Or maybe you do your daily puzzle online or in a book. Good for you. If you don't do crossword puzzles, you might be missing out on some fun wordplay and even some health benefits. Here at Grammar Girl, we hope you won't be cross with us. It seems we missed the centennial of the crossword puzzle's invention. We're celebrating this fun pastime about 18 months too late. The first known crossword puzzle appeared in a Sunday newspaper called The New York World on December 21st in 1913. Pop on over to the American Crossword Tournament website and see the actual puzzle itself. This first puzzle, created by a British journalist named Arthur Wynne, appears to be a lot easier than modern Sunday crosswords. But the clues do go up and down as they do now. About 10 years after Wynne's first puzzle, crosswords became popular in Europe. And now you can find them everywhere and in various languages. Just type foreign language crossword puzzles into Google and you'll get more than 800,000 hits. This episode focuses on American crosswords, but we'll mention British puzzles for just a minute. It seems that the British are known for very difficult cryptic puzzles, and a quick look at the Guardian's cryptic crossword website proves it. It would be tough for most Americans to get the answers. For example, cryptic crossword number 26,557 contains the clue, check others shower on time, with the answer being restraint. If you can explain how that clue leads to the word restraint, please leave a comment on the transcript of this podcast at quickanddirtytips.com because we're stumped. As one blogger put it, cryptic crosswords are fiendish, and he went on to explain, quote, 
Each cryptic clue must contain a base clue, a synonym for the answer, as well as some wordplay. And this can include double definitions, anagrams, homonyms, charades, and puns, amongst many others, unquote. By all means, if you're a crossword fan, give cryptics a try. American-style crossword puzzles, on the other hand, are based more on information than on wordplay. Maybe you try to complete the Sunday New York Times crossword. Each day, that paper puts out a puzzle of a different level, starting with the easiest on Monday and ending with the hardest on Sunday. To solve the Sunday puzzle, you need to have a lot of general knowledge, be good at figuring out puns, know some foreign words, and figure out some trick used in the puzzle. The Times puzzles are named, and each title gives a clue to the trick, which could be answers that go partially on one line and partially on the line above, or answers that have double letters. Puzzle writers have thought of many devious tricks to stump us. For instance, the May 3, 2015 puzzle is titled, Which is Wish? And certain answers substitute the SH sound for the TCH, CH sound. So two examples are last dish effort instead of last ditch effort and mush to my surprise instead of much to my surprise. Casual puzzlers might spend many hours on one of these difficult puzzles and many might give up. Serious puzzlers compete. Can you imagine doing an extremely difficult puzzle under time pressure with the time limit being just 25 minutes? Every year, a few hundred of the best crossword puzzle solvers in the country gather in Stamford, Connecticut for the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. Solvers spend three days tackling eight original crosswords created especially for the event, run by the New York Times puzzle editor, Will Shorts. The grand prize is $5,000. Not many of us can solve puzzles in less than half an hour, let alone an hour or two. Hats off to all the brainiacs who compete. For those who are more casual about crosswords, we do them for fun or for the challenge. Sometimes, solving a hard puzzle can boost our confidence, and we may even chuckle at a funny clue we've figured out. Many times, we can learn new words. There's even a blog by someone who discusses all of the time's puzzles, and this blog features a word of the day, a mini-vocabulary lesson prompted by an answer in that day's puzzle. April 19th, for example, was tantara, which means the blare of a trumpet or horn. Even if you think you don't enjoy puzzles, you might want to reconsider and try them again, because doing puzzles might stave off Alzheimer's disease. Last year, an Alzheimer's Association press release quoted a researcher who said, quote, Our findings suggest that for some individuals, Engaging in cognitively stimulating activities, especially those involving games such as puzzles and cards, might be a useful approach for preserving brain structures and cognitive functions that are vulnerable to Alzheimer's disease. Unquote. More recently, a Huffington Post article quoted another researcher quote, Leisure activities such as crossword puzzles, card games, and reading provide an avenue to stimulate the mind, thus delaying the onset of dementia. Unquote. Research is ongoing, but even though doing crossword puzzles isn't a definitive cure for brain atrophy, we word nerds support cruciverbalists, individuals who solve or create crossword puzzles. 
That segment was written by Bonnie Mills, author of The Curious Case of the Misplaced Modifier, who blogs at sentencesleuth.blogspot.com. And now, on to the tidbit about squad goals. The phrase squad goals has been popping up a lot in the last couple of weeks. It first came to my attention when Ashley Dodge sent me an article from BuzzFeed because she thought I'd be interested in the new word. It was titled 29 Times the Once Upon a Time Cast Redefined Squad Goals. Then I saw Lena Dunham write facetiously on Instagram, quote, I don't know what people mean when they say squad goals. Is this it? Unquote. She was referring to a group photo of some of the funniest women in comedy from a Hollywood Reporter article, in which they were all wearing jewel-toned dresses like you might see at a sorority formal or on bridesmaids at a wedding. And then I knew it had gone completely mainstream when I saw Burger King use it in a tweet with a picture of a stack of burgers. You want these burgers. Squad goals. And That's how it often appears on Twitter, as just a photo with the words squad goals, leaving you to wonder what the heck it means if you've never seen it before. Squad goals can be simply the goals of your squad, your friends, or your clique. But sometimes that seems to play out in practice more as simply awesome, as in this is awesome, meaning I or we want this someday, or we want to be like this. So when you see just a picture of hot women with nothing but the comment squad goals, it means something like, we want to be like them, or maybe we want to date them. For example, I found lots of squad goals tweets that were just screenshots of Taylor Swift with her tough friends from the new Bad Blood video. Another use is to brag or strut. People post pictures of themselves and write squad goals, or we are squad goals, or we are your squad goals. And they mean, we are so awesome you want to be like us, or you wish you were with us. But if you browse the Twitter and Instagram hashtag squad goals, it also seems like people are using it on pictures where they're just saying they like their friends, or they had fun with their friends. For example, Had a great day at the park with my friends. Hashtag squad goals. And then, very occasionally, it seems as if maybe people are using it just as more of a generic like or approve. For example, the account Cute Overloads tweeted a squad goals picture of an adorable group of dogs, and Sassy Bunnies tweeted a squad goals picture of adorable bunnies. Maybe it means they want a pack of dogs or a colony of bunnies like this. Or maybe it means they think this is an awesome group of dogs or bunnies. Or maybe they're mimicking all the people who are posting pictures of their group of friends with the squad goals tag. Or maybe it just means they like it. Hard to say. At this point, it seems as if you can appropriately put the squad goals tag on any positive picture of a group of people or apparently animals. Finally, even though it may seem new to you and me, the squad goals hashtag is at least two and a half years old. Using the Who Tweeted It First tool from the Digital Inspiration site, I found a squad goals hashtag from January of 2012. User KateSees6 wrote, Positive thinking, squad goals for life. So as usual, words and meanings that seem new aren't as new as you think. After looking at hundreds of squad goals posts and soliciting input from adults and teenagers, here's my definition. Squad goals. Adjective, desirable or awesome, especially in connection with a group of friends. 
If someone says, you are squad goals, that's a good thing. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find me at quickanddirtytips.com. I've written seven books about language, including the New York Times bestseller, Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. If you like this podcast, check out my books. That's all. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries, so you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life, which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and best-selling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication, and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi.